0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Ayanda Ali P. Okay, it is uh, the second week of Africa Month and there's a lot that we should be celebrating as Africans. Equally, there's a lot that we need to condemn and plenty of work that still needs to be done. So, attitude, perception, perspective, extremely important uh, going forward. How you see things. should we be looking at the glasses half full or half empty? What is most helpful when there's still some work to be done? Which is the correct prism through which we should view the world and our lives in general i think here in south africa for example uh, this past week we saw a win for the anc when it comes to the elections a very narrow win but a win nonetheless so should it be celebrated should it be criticized What is the best way to respond to what some might be calling average achievement in life in general? You can put yourself in those shoes as well and say sometimes you manage to pass what course that you were taking or a particular license that you needed to to get you pass. You scrape through and you make it. But it is not top 10. Uh, It is far from cum laude. Um, What should you do? How should you view such a victory? Bittersweet, I know. But uh, should you be patting yourself on the back and say, hey, well done, you tried? Or should you be saying, "Mm -mm, that's not good enough. Keep going. Keep pushing. So this Motivational Monday, we're joined by someone who has unique experience and exposure to numerous difficulties that adults face following uh, his time in the military. He also joined uh, the South African Police Service, where he worked in the internationally acclaimed investigative psychology unit. And over the years, he's worked worked for the investigative psychology section where he was exposed to a vast variety of human behavior and he gained knowledge that very few psychologists possess. So who better to help us with our conundrum and uh, this topic than uh, clinical psychologist Hayden Nibbs. Very good afternoon to you Hayden. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: So the fact is not all of us are going to be above average. Some of us are just mediocre. We just managed to get by. Should we expect to excel? Should we beat ourselves uh, you know, over the head about it? Um, is it just a simple fact of life that we're not all going to be excellent?
1: Yeah, a difficult question to answer. I'll rather contextualize it to the individual instance in, in individual circumstances. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to saying, uh, is it better to, to view the world glass half full or glass half empty? Or where is it better for us to aim? I will rather say, it's in line with where our expectations lie and where our needs lie. Mm-hmm. Um, if an individual has a need to be the top performer in a class, then there is a lot of behavior and preparation around that. If an individual has a need to pass uh, rather than fail, let's say for argument's sake, there's also a preparation behind that. But really to to give it an, an outside uh, judgment and say one is better and one is worse – Uh, Clinically speaking, it's not really a relevant uh, question because for one individual uh, where they find happiness and where they find a congruent fit in their life will look very different for another. So I, I will rather say it's individual specific if we're looking at something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to moving on, you know, let's say you have a particular win um, that was you know, average. When it comes to moving on, is it always such a bad thing to to see the glasses half empty? You know, is a little bit of pessimism warranted?
1: Um, or should we always see the glasses half full when it comes to, to soldiering on? Again, I will say it is very Mm context-specific. Essentially what we're looking at, um, when you're referring to that, if uh, some challenge that we're facing in our life comes forth and we engage with it and we either succeed or fail uh, to what our own judgment is, Mm -hmm. and then we are looking to move past it. The idea that we want to keep in mind is to have a realistic expectation of what we can achieve from our environment. Mm -hmm. And it is to prepare and optimize our functioning in line with that expectation. Uh, here we also want a modicum of control. Uh, classically, clinically speaking, we look at the, lo- the uh, locus of control. If somebody ends up so negative that they give away their ability to drive their own behavior, uh, they can end up feeling as if they have been defeated and they're powerless in the defeat. Mm. Uh, in that sense, that that is really not likely to be helpful it's more likely to leave somebody with a subjective feeling that they're carrying a heavy weight on their shoulders Um, in that instance let us say somebody prepares for a test and they fail Um, if they really didn't prepare Mm. uh, there is rather where one would look Uh, if they did prepare but they really aren't that interested in the subject matter so there's really a drive lacking if we dig a bit deeper that is Classically, where we would rather look. Mm-hmm. Um, if one views as a as a overall um, lens, saying should we look at it pessimistically or optimistically, there is an element there that we take away control from our role within the the world, as if it will occur to us, mm. and either hopefully it will turn out well, or hopefully it will turn out, uh, or or we we prepare for the disappointment by having a pessimistic view that it'll turn out badly. But both run the risk of taking away our own control and our empowerment.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you have then decided, let's say you decide that you're going to see the glasses half full, because again, context specific, I know that um, I prepared and I did my best. And the outcome is not as great as what somebody might want it to be, or even myself, but it is good enough for me. And there mm. I, therefore I see it as glass half full. Now I have that internal locus of control, but what about external factors? So somebody else might see my accomplishment as being mediocre. Somebody else might see my accomplishment as being glass half empty. How do I then not let those external um, perceptions of my achievement uh, cloud my judgment
1: That's a challenging one Here, if we give uh, even more context let's now imagine the example of somebody writing a test and they're quite happy with the mm-hmm. results that they get um, but somebody else tells them that that is very poor mark. Mm. Essentially what you're dealing with here is judgment that person would have received a judgmental input from the environment mm-hmm. uh, the, the process message is that they are less than or not good enough or something that they've done is, is of less value than what it could be uh, that classically does impact uh, in a hurtful way. Mm. And it's likely that the person will be impacted. If the judgment comes from a relationship that means very little to them, it will have far less of an impact than if it ha- meant something very profound to them. If it mm. is a, a parent that they look up to and strive to impress, um, and the parent says this isn't good enough, you you are not smart enough for this mm. for argument's sake, it's likely that will have a hard hit. Um in order to deal with that, I, 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 I'm aware of we really are traditionally inclined and drawn to a, a one-size-fits-all kind of an answer, mm. but it really doesn't – It my experience is that it, really, it rarely works like that. Um, in this instance, for example, in this one – example we're putting down it'll really depend on our relationship with our parental figure that this is happening um perhaps it will be to to have a discussion about what it is like what it feels like when one is judged Mm -hmm. what the what the um intention of the parent was perhaps it is to motivate to mobilize Mm -hmm. um to see where that that really finds uh, how it impacts um it may be to view the communication as a whole let us say it's not a parent let us say it's a lecturer who yeah. we have a very distant relationship from or a teacher uh, but we can't really address it but we observe that the teacher says this to many people probably pe- classically people will make sense of it and they will maybe say oh the teacher just doesn't like me yeah something along these lines so we will deal with it in many different ways but I will say it really depends on the situation whether the input should be should be um, taken in and integrated. Uh, but the way that you you're putting it forward, it, it really carries a vast amount of judgment and that even if it is something that's intended to mobilize is likely mm-hmm. to stifle somebody trying to achieve a goal.
0: What if the opposite happens? What if I um, achieve you know an average result? in in a test or whatever it is and I then feel oh this is horrible this is terrible um I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough and therefore I'm not able to process somebody else who contextualizes and say well you know all things considered Hmm. that and that and that I think you did pretty well you know it could have been worse whatever the case may be um and 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 I'm not able to receive that Mm. because of whatever dynamics. What should the person who's given the compliment do to sort of make sure that it lands, that all is not lost and it may look like a glass half empty. But as a matter of fact, it's half full.
1: Yeah, there's you touching on so many different clinical concepts.
0: (laughs) It's a lot. Um,
1: Let me select one of the punctuations. If we if we punctuate from the stance of the individual giving the input and your intention is to mobilize or um, give confirmation to somebody that you believe has achieved well. Uh If you tell them, well, well done, I I think that was really cool, really smart, whatever your words are, Mm. and they reject it. No, it wasn't. Uh, If it's somebody that you care about and they classically reject input like that, um, yeah, we're tiptoeing on Really clinical intervention, but let me say a word of a suggestion would be this: I would say give them some empathy. Mm-hmm. So I would start by saying, let us say you can see how, or you know them, and you know that they're disappointed mm-hmm. uh, or frustrated with themselves or something. I will say that I will start with that. I will say something along the lines of, I, "I I know that you are a bit down and disappointed from the mark that you got. Can actually see that you're irritated with yourself, but I must say, from my perspective." Uh, from the outside, perhaps mm. you don't share it, but from my view, I was very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. I think that what you did was actually something unique.
0: So you don't dismiss the way that they feel. Yeah. You, you, you you sort of uh, can empathize and say, I know you feel this. Mm. However, and you stress the, I feel, you know, so you bring your opinion onto the table I feel that you did quite well.
1: Yeah. In this example that we're putting forward, um, if your goal is to give input to somebody you care about in this way and Mm -hmm. they're rejecting the input, I would caution against the... Stance that one can force them to accept it. Mm. Classically, the harder we push somebody, the, the less likely they are to actually take it. Mm-hmm. I'll rather use the opposite direction and put myself in their shoes. Okay. If you can give them the impact that you actually see a little bit what they are, mm-hmm. what is happening on their side, even if what you are seeing is something you disagree with or something that you wish you didn't see, mm-hmm. I will rather take the route of showing them that I see them mm-hmm. and then sharing your input. If you want somebody to hear you, you better hear them first.
0: Aha. (laughs) And of course, this discussion emanated from uh, some of the political events that we had in our Mm. country with regards to the elections. Now, I'm not going to ask you to become a political analyst. Uh, But uh, it was quite interesting to see because here we have a governing party with uh, years of experience now uh, leading a a country. Uh, Even more years as a movement, the oldest liberation movement on the continent, they secure a victory. Mm-hmm. But it's the quality of the victory that has been called into question, whether it's in Gaudeng or nationally. The numbers. A lot of people were saying this is nothing to celebrate, and you ought not to be celebrating at all. All things considered, you should have done much better. You know, you should have gotten a better result. And though, and then and there they were in uh, in their headquarters, uh, celebrating and mm. thanking people for voting, etc. And it just begged the question: How should we be reacting? To a a result that maybe many look and frown upon And just think this is really nothing to celebrate So if you achieve similar in your personal life Should you celebrate, should you not? So I know I'm putting a lot on the table here So you have (laughs) that, right? That we park And then you have a baby party You know, In comparison to the ANC The EFF, you know And they did not receive the result that many had expected Because judging by social media platforms We thought, you know, we might have President we might have uh, President Julius Malema you know Uh. Um, however if you look at their growth and you look at how they were able to double their numbers in parts that was remarkable and people were saying don't be quick to criticize them you know Um, look at how they have fared and how they've done and how remarkable it is that they've grown so you have these two Mm. different results and the context within which they exist and I thought to myself if we experience such in our own lives how should we react. So I'm going to take this huge ball that I've just created and throw it on your lap and ask you to just decipher it and pick apart what you will.
1: Alright, essentially um, yes, you're referring to a political context and one could look at it from the view of political analysis. That is outside of my scope Mm -hmm. of expertise. So let us rather look at it from a clinical lens. Yes. If we're looking at it psychologically, uh, from what you are putting on the table, there's really two intermingling psychological phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The main one, I doubt we have enough time to really get into, but let me touch on it. Okay, It's actually group dynamics. Essentially, all of us are members of different groups um, as we pass through life. In fact, human beings, part of our psychological functioning is to be part of a group. It's actually how we survive. But it is uh, – I, I, in my head, look at group dynamics kind of like nuclear power. It can blow up and destroy everything or it can power massive – produce amounts of energy that can do mm-hmm. amazing sustainable things. So it's really walks a, quite a delicate line. But one of the consequences we find within a group dynamics is that when we become a member of a group, we – you lose our identity and we adopt the identity of the group. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, our perception um, begins to alter the way that we actually see reality. We view uh, similarities between group members and ourselves. So we see ourselves as more similar to those that are in our group Mm -hmm. uh, than is uh, perhaps maybe. We also see differences between ourselves and out group members more than what is really there. Mm -hmm. So we will start to say they are different to us. Um, So within the political sphere, we classically see a lot of group dynamics at play Mm -hmm. uh, where members of a political party are the in-group for them and they will perceive certain things in a certain way and they'll perceive out-group members as quite different. Mm -hmm. You're talking here about um, if certain people would perceive one political party's um, achievements as insufficient, Mm -hmm. but the political party perceives it as very, very sufficient. They will all of us, everyone, the person outside that that is of the belief that they are being objective, uh, are in a group, and they are also perceiving it mm-hmm. from a group. Mm-hmm. So are the in-group members from a group perceiving it from a group? So when you say something like "should we," "shouldn't we"? In psychology, there's no really such a thing as should or shouldn't. There's quite simply consequences. Uh, What are the consequences you wish to achieve and what are not? Uh, For you, if you as an individual out there are looking into one of the groups or as a group member of one of the groups and feel disappointed or frustrated or or, um, chuffed or (laughs) or pleased, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a matter of where you stand and how you are looking at it. Mm -hmm. In that instance, I would actually suggest for this process now, Given the context of where we lie, the process of this particular mechanism of the group dynamics is now passed. The, mm. the voting has occurred. Yeah. So as it stands now, I would suggest rather that, that your listeners that are perhaps sitting with unfinished business, let's call it that as mm. a broad umbrella, mm. sitting with some impact from it, I will say speak as an individual. Uh, classically where we lie lie at this stage is the emotional impact. Yes. And if we vent as a group member, ironically, it's harder for others to give us empathy and it's harder for us to actually um, release the impact because we are speaking as a group. So if we say something like, yeah, we lost, the out group is classically going to respond and say, yeah, but you people cheated or something like this. Mm -hmm. If we say, me, Hayden, I'm so disappointed. I I, I, I had such high hopes and I'm actually a bit... I'm a bit frustrated, me, because yesterday when I walked outside, this and this happened to me. Then the person we're speaking with can see us again as an individual and, and not, not as, as a group, group member. Yeah. and they can say, "Sure, yeah, I can hear you were," and then we can vent, and us as each person can move past. And that's the first process, the the first step of processing it. Yeah. So I will say, let us rather become aware of the group dynamics and attempt to step out of it group dynamics is a, a huge thing we if you wish we will speak about it, but that is a whole talk on its own yeah but um i'll say attempt to become a bit an individual yeah. uh, and step past it in that way
0: Whew, okay, we've got about a minute left. And, <laughs> and I just love picking your brain. I
1: really, really do. <laughs> so
0: I'm, I'm going to step back a little bit and ask you then just to give us something in closing that contextualizes the prism with which we, we, we see our life and our reality. And when you still have unfinished business and work to do, how should you be viewing your, 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 your unfinished business?
1: Again, no such thing as should, but I will say... <laughs>
0: oh, pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> Ideally, yeah.
1: if you are sitting with... yeah, Difficult in psychology, really, to make a blanket statement, but mm-hmm. let's say for the most part, if you are sitting with uh, emotion that is uncomfortable for you, disappointment, frustration, somewhere along there, mm-hmm. especially if we now contextualize it to, to the election, mm-hmm. but maybe even a bit past that, the first step of what my suggestion is that that may really benefit you is to try and process the emotions before we make logical decisions. Mm. Classically, the higher an emotional impact is, it actually skews our logical processing and judgment. So, we want to first process the emotions before we make actual decisions. The way we do this is to try and speak to a human being that you have a close relationship with mm. and just share what your subjective experience is. You can ask them that you don't want advice, you don't want direction, you just want them to try and get it. Hmm. Try and imagine they were you and do they get why you see it and feel it that way. Hmm. You will be alarmed what it does to you. It is as if a bucket gets emptied to have another human being get it.
0: (laughs) I get it, I get it. And I get the fact that, unfortunately, we have to wrap it there. I I thank you so much for coming through, Hayden. I always appreciate your input. It is time for us to check in with the latest news headlines. Now, Uzi is standing by.